Good evening. Tonight's learning is sponsored by Bensi Cohen family. Le'ilu Nishma Shmuel Elio Ben Meir. Zechrein Levrocha. B'schus our learning. Mishal should have an aliyah. B'schus our learning should also be a schus for Shleima for Aaron Ben Chalfeig B'seishar Chaylei Yisrael. So Bez Hashem, this week we're going to learn a very unusual, somewhat disturbing incident. Difficult to understand, but a lot of limudim. But before that, we have just a little bit to finish up from Perikhov. So, Perikhov the Iker discussed the rebellion of Sheva ben Bechri, which was an outgrowth of the way the David was brought back following the rebellion of Avshalom. We discussed last week Yoyov's chase of Sheva ben Bechri, killing Amasa on the way, and the way Serech Bas Asher was able to save her entire town by negotiating with Yoyev. We discussed the halachic ramifications of when a bunch of people can hand over somebody to a attacking force to save the rest of the group. And we saw that the end of the story was that they managed to, the people in the city, they killed Shevan ben Bichri, chopped his head off, threw it over the wall. Yoyev saw that Shevan ben Bichri is dead. And Vayit gab a shayfer, he blew the shayfer, and everyone went home, the siege was over, and the rebellion was over. Yoyev shav Yerushalayim Elamelech. So, Pasuk Chav Gimel, we pick up with the aftermath of this story. So, the next few psukim, the end of the parak, seem not to tell us anything new, seems to be just a recap of something that we really had earlier in Parakid Tess, just another list of, I'm sorry, not even earlier, another list of David's of David's officers. The Pasik tells us, <coughs> starts with Yoyev on top of the army. So the Pasik tells us, Pasik Chav Gimel, the Yoyev al Kolhatsava, Yisrael, Ubni Yoban Yoda al Akresi Vala Place. Yoyev is on Kolhatsava, the entire army, Ben Yoban Yoda is in charge of the archers and slingers. That's Pashapshat. Lamaisa Rashi says, why we mention this over here? There's a Chiddush here. Because we know that David was very upset at Yoyev for killing Avshalom. He had offered the position of commander-in-chief to Amasa. Amasa is put to death by Yoyev again. So maybe you think Yoyev loses his position. So Rashi tells us, I'm going to replace Yoyev with you. Yoyev didn't lose his position. And one such Rashi, we have to mention Yoyev, so we go through all of David's officers again. Now, Pashim Shat is also Mokim. David's sort of reestablishing his Malucha to mention again who his top officers are. But it seems it's a special Chiddush over here that Yoyev is appointed as a general because he really was supposed to lose the position. And the Malbim says that really, if you look at the Hemshech HaPasik, who do you want to replace him with? So we know that in the beginning of Shlomo's Malucha, He's replaced with who? With Binyo Ben Yehoda. So David would have replaced him with Binyo Ben Yehoda. However, David felt following Yoyev's tremendous success in putting down the rebellion of Shev Ben Bichri without killing anybody other than Shev Ben Bichri. And the fact that Kal Yisrael still looked to Yoyev as their general and followed Yoyev. Therefore, the Yoyev al Kol Hatzava Yisrael. What's this Lashon Yisrael? It's just a Yoyev al Kol Hatzava. What's Yitzava Yisrael? So the Malm says the Pasuk the reason why Yoyev is in the army is because he had the people behind him. Just like earlier when Yoyev killed 
Avner, all the way in the beginning of Dovah's Malucha, Dovah was powerless to act against Yoyev. Dovah again felt here that he was powerless to act against Yoyev. And therefore, Yoyev remained Al-Kol HaTzavah. Ubn was Al-Kresiv al He was only, he remained Al-Kresiv al and not the commander-in-chief. V'adoyrim al-Hamas. Adoyrim is in charge of collecting the taxes. Now it's interesting, a number of the Mepharshim say that until this point, Dov didn't necessarily have a tax collector, but now he felt that there was a certain element, something that was missing to the Malucha, and therefore he felt it was important to actually institute a tax. Somehow that would uh, bring people together. You know, it's an interesting uh, facet of human psychology. You think someone gets something for free, they're so appreciative, but you know, if someone has to pay something, they sometimes feel a little bit more of an ownership stake, they feel a little bit more achrais, they feel a little bit more interested. So, could be David saw that after the rebellion, everyone, Shigal took things for granted, so other Abba, he felt the need to put a tax on them, or perhaps there are other reasons why it was necessary. But at this point, he appointed Adair Malamas, Yishofet ben Achilad Hamazkir. Another Nakuda the Malvin says, is that, what was Avshalom's time? That there was some sort of misjustice taking place in David's running of affairs. So David reestablished the same people to show that everything Avshalom said was Shekhev Echazov and that all of his officers and ministers were doing an excellent, upstanding, fair job. And therefore, we repeat again that we had the same tax collector, the same people who are the secretary of Yeshava Seifer, the same secretary of Tzadik, of Yosef Kehanim, Kehanim, they were Kehani Hashem, but they're also officers. And then the Pasuk tells us, V'gam ira hayu'iri hoyekoyin l'david. Ira hayu'iri was also a koyin to David. Now, what does it mean, koyin l'david? So Pashup Shad, it doesn't mean a koyin, but koyin from B'nai Aaron, it means he was an officer. But Ra Chazal here learned to Gmar Ervin, that to him, that David gave all of his Matnas Kuna to this one Kayin. And we'll see that a very tragic incident is about to be recorded by the Navi. And Chazal seeing this, although Chazal understand these next story is taking place before all the things that we just learned about, but Chazal see that the juxtaposition of these two things, the fact that Iri Yiri was David's personal kayin, and a tragedy shows us that it's not a davratayv to give all your matnas kuna to one person. Omer of Abba Barzavda, if you bring, give all your matanas to one kayin, you bring hunger to the world. Shenemar, the very next Pasuk, although again, not actually chronologically connected, but the very next Pasuk is that there was a hunger. So we see this concept that it's not necessarily a good thing for a person to give all their matnas kuna to one person. Now the rabbi has to spread it out amongst various people, matmekina, so on. So now we begin, like I said, a very difficult, unusual, and uh, thought-provoking incident. So what I'm going to do, Pashat, uh, because all the Mepharshim right away, when they talk about the story, they assume you know the whole story. So we're going to go through the story fairly quickly just to get the basic storyline, and then we'll discuss what we can learn from this story. So the Pasuk says, There was a three-year famine in the days of David. Now, when did this take place? So... Barbara learns Pashup Shat, this followed the rebellion of Shalom, chronological order. But Chazal and many of the Farshim learned this took place either 
towards the beginning of David's Malucha, or definitely before these rebellions, this was something that took place earlier on in his Malucha. It was put here, we're going to ne- mention a number of different tsaras that took place to David. So, there's this rob for three years, Shona Acher Shona, Vayivakish David as Hashem. David turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he wants to know what, what is going on over here. Chazal tell us what, what, what happened, why David wait three years. So it says that David, the first year, David saw there's a famine, David figured, okay, must be that there's a problem of Eidazor, right? We say every day in Shema, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to send rain if we're going to see, if we're, if we're going to be saucer from serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then Chas V'Shol HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not... Uh, so that was David's first assumption. He sent out people to be boyed, kiker, check, and he, and he discovered that's not true. The nicer the people are, the uh, known serving Avedizar. Then he was told, uh, maybe it's Gilirais the second year. He checked, he was boyed, it also wasn't Gilirais. The third year, so some say he thought maybe it was Ritzicha, other. Medrash says he thought maybe people weren't giving tzedakah they'd promised. But either way, he saw again, that's not true. David, when he saw, he couldn't figure out. It looks like Kha'i saw such tzedakim. So how is it possible if Kha'i saw such tzedakim that there's a famine by Vakish David as Hashem? Now, there's a murder that comes to Haskell over here because, you know, what do we do when something goes wrong? The very first second, we have we, we go trying to run, find which Makubal, which which Rosh uh, Shiva, which Rebbe is going to tell us what went wrong, and we all wish we had a Novi, we had this, we had that. Dovr Melech has the Urm Batum. He has he has a way of turning to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and still Dovr Melech understands that that's not the reaction in an Asara. It's not right away. Okay, what does Hashem want direct? No, Hashem wants you to be mechapish b'maisav. Hakadosh Baruch Hu does something wrong. Dovr Melech had the right way of looking at it. That obviously Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be mechapish b'maisav, and he, he he looked. It's only what he, he he felt that there's nothing amiss that he realized that something he's missing something. Then he turned to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So Yavakish Dovras Me Hashem, Vayemer Hashem, and this is the message that he got. What's the message? Vayemer Hashem El Shaul the El Beis Hadomin Al Asher Heimis Es Hagavoyim. So Pashit, we're going to touch the words, and again we're going to get back to discuss this more. This has to do with Shaul and Beis Hadomin Al Asher Heimis Es Hagavoyim. So Pashit Pshat Shaul somehow carried out a terrible act of Ritzicha. How? And Beis Adon means his family, they're all Reitzchen, that they killed the Gevoinim. Now, we didn't show kill Gevoinim. We don't find a story of Shal killing Gevoinim. What does this mean? As Hashem are going to discuss. But Shal killed the Gevoinim. Just who were the Gevoinim? The Gevoinim were people in the Sefer Yeshua, towards the beginning of Sefer Yeshua. Kali Yisrael enters Eretz Yisrael and things are going their way and they realize that they, they're going to get killed. They're going to get wiped out. From the Shiva Amman. Memela, the Gevoinim came up with a trick. They dressed up with all sorts of old things that looked like they came from a far distance away. They come to Yeshua and say, we're travelers from far, far away. We heard of the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch. We want to be Kairos Bris, make a peace treaty with you. So Chal was so excited that these people recognized the godless Hashem. They made a peace treaty, and then the next morning they found out that actually these people were from the Sheva Amunim, they were Kananim, they tricked them. Despite that, Yeshua felt it would be a Chil Hashem to go Kenegad Yeshua, and therefore Yeshua accepted them. 
Now, they weren't treated as full-fledged members of Klal Yisrael. They were relegated to a very low position. Their job was to be the chait of Eitzim, the Shei They're water carriers and wood chappers for the Mishkan. And they were at a lower level, but they were part, somehow they were included in Eretz Yisrael amongst Klal Yisrael. So somehow Shoal killed out Gavayim. When, where, we don't know yet. So David hears that something took place with the Gavayim that's wrong. Vayikra HaMelech L'Gavayim. So David calls the Gavayim, Vayimra Aleyem. Now the Pasuk sticks in the side. By the way, you should know, Vayikra HaMelech The Gavayim are not from B'nai Yisrael. What, why does the Torah tell us? Why does the Pasuk have to tell us this? Why is the Navi telling this? So you'll see the Gavayim's reaction, you'll understand very well why the Navi tells us this. So, David calls over the Gavonim and he says, I got a message from Kaddish Baruch with the famines because of you. You have a tfi on us. What can we do for you? Who are they? Ki in, yeser ha-mayri. They were leftovers from Amayri. They have, we'll see, they have the Tchunas Hanefesh of Shiva Am. Ubn Yisrael nishbu lahem. Ben Yisrael had made a shuot to them in the days of David. However, Shaul had tried to wipe them out when he was Mekana for Klal Yisrael and Yehuda. When exactly? Again, we have to discuss this. So Shaul had somehow tried to wipe them out, and therefore there was a Tvi on Shaul's family. What can I do? to appease you, to pacify you, to somehow make up for the wrong that was done for you, and that you should be able to give a bracha, you should daven for Klal Yisrael, and we shouldn't suffer from this terrible famine. We don't want money, we don't want gold, we don't want silver. And we don't want to kill any innocent member of Klal Yisrael, we don't want anyone to die. So they turned down any monetary payment. They're offered to be paid off. No. And we don't want anybody from Klai Yisrael to die. So what do you want? So David says, so what do you want? You don't want money. You don't want to punish anyone in Klai Yisrael. The person who wiped us out. The person who chased us out of all of Klai Yisrael. Yutan lanu shiva anoshami banov, give us over seven of his children, vukanum lashem begiva shol bechirashem. And we want to hang them in front of Hashem somehow in the giva shol bechirashem. Well, who sticks in bechirashem? So Chazal tells us a Baskal stuck in Bechir Hashem. Once we mention Shaul, we have to say Shaul's Bechir Hashem. Or maybe they were saying, Shaul is Bechir Hashem, we want to kill his children, Dafka. And David says, okay, I agree. David has Rechmonis on Yairus and his sons, his, his friend's son, Mephibosheth. Ben Shaul, Shvuas Hashem, Hashem, Ben Yairus, because David and Yehonasim had made a sure to take care of each other's children. Being David, being Yehonasim, being Shaul. And therefore, he didn't hand over Mephibosheth, being Yehonasim. Instead, Shaul had a pilegesh, Ritzvah, Basaya. She had two children. David takes those two sons. 
Es Armoini Ves Mephibaishis, apparently that was a family name, Mephibaishis. So Armoini Mephibaishis, plus Ves Chameshis Bnei Michal Bashol Asher Yodel Adriel Ben Barzilai Hamachilasi. The five sons of Michal, the daughter of Shol, that were born to Adriel Ben Barzilai Hamachilasi. Now, just this we have to just explain as we go. Michal was the wife of David. I mean, Michal gave, had children through Adriel. Other Meirav, the older daughter of Shaul, was supposed to be married off to David. Instead, was given to Adriel ben Barzilan Chilosi. So what's the children of Michal? So Chazal say that Meirav was Nefteres, and Michal raised them, and someone who raises someone else's children, they gave birth to them. So that's why these were... That means these were children who were born, and to David's, these were David's nephews. They were raised by his wife, so they're basically David's stepsons. And he takes the, these five children plus his two step, you know, brother-in-laws. That's two brother-in-laws, really. He hands them over to the Gevoinim. They hung them in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Vayiplu shivatam yachad, they all died. Vehema humsu bimek tsir brishayna betchilas ksiris ayim. They were killed when? In the beginning of the barley harvest. And they were hung up on the tree and they were left there. Which normally is a terrible avay. The Pasik is Fayesha Pasik, like Solon Nivlosam al eight. So the Pasik says, when you kill a Ratzach, there's an Indian to hang up his body. But like Solon of Losayal Aids, don't leave it overnight hanging. Kikilas Hashem Tol. It brings Klolov. It's a terrible thing. It does to, to brings Klolov to Israel. But over here, they left them hanging for a long time. Vatikach Ritzva Basaya is Hasak. So Ritzva Basaya made herself a little hot. She takes a sackcloth. Vatateyula Alatzur. She spreads it out. Mitchilas Ktsir from the beginning of the barley harvest. All the way until the rainy season. It means throughout the entire summer, she sat there on guard. And she prevented any birds from coming on these dead bodies that are just hanging there, grisly sight. She kept away the animals at night. David has heard this tremendous act of Messias Nefesh to say for the Kovod HaMason that. Ritzva Bas Aya, the Pilagish of Shaul, did for her children and her, and also for David's uh, grandchildren, for Shaul's grandchildren. So David was inspired from this. So David went now and dug up the bones of Shaul, which were buried outside Eretz Yisrael. They had been buried in Yavish Gilad. Because when he was killed by the Pelishtim and they were mavazed the bodies of Shoal, so the people of Yavish Gilad snuck in in a commando raid, rescued the bodies, brought them to Yavish Gilad, which is Me'ever Yardin, buried them there. They should have been buried in the Chelech of Binyamin. So now David dug back up the bodies. He saw how much covet was given to the Niftarim by Ritzel Basai. He was inspired to go and dig up the bones of Shoal. Asher Gonvo Oisami. Rechoyiv Beishan, that these bodies have been stolen from the, from Beishan. Uh, interesting, I heard today that the Israeli army is digging up uh, bodies, trying to find uh, some buried captives. I'm going to the aim a little bit. But Asher Tolom Shama Pelishtim, the Pelishtim, 
Palestinians are hung the bodies of Shoal and the Ainasin Biyema Kais Pushna Shoal Big Gilboya. The Yalmi Shomis Atsmi Shoal, this Atsmis Yahinus and Benoy, they took all the bones, the Yasuas Atsmis Hamukon, and then he took together with them the bones of those that had been hung by the Gavoinim. Vayikbaru as Atzmei Shol, the Yonis and Benoi, they buried Shol and his son Yonis and Beres Benyamin, Betzeilu, Bekever, Kish, Ovev, in the family plot of Kish, the father of Shol. The Yasu, Kol, Ashratzi, Vahamelech, and they did everything the king commanded. What does that mean? Vayoser, Lekim, Lo'oretz, Achrechem. And after that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was appeased, and rain came, and the famine came to an end. A very strange story. What happened? What did, what, what, what did Shol do to the Gavoinims? What type of tiny that I call this world to have, what type of grisly thing we kill people who are like oval bakapam. It seems Mamish Kenegid, Loy Musu Obis Albonim. What's going on over here? So <coughs> first let's go the way Chazal in this. It could come from Rashi. So Rashi brings a bunch of different Gemaras. If you see in the in, in uh, Christ Gedalus is a tremendous arichus from all the here. So Rashi brings some Chazal that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered what went wrong, so Al Shol Vobes Adam, we said Pashup Shat means Shol had done a terrible Aveira. But Chazal say that there is two different Averis here, which seem contradictory. Al Shol Vobes Adam. We're upset at the fact that something was done wrong to Shol, that Klai Shol did not properly mourn Shol, and he wasn't Nisbad Kawacha Luchvich Vaidai. At the same time, we're being Teveya, Beis Adam, and Rashi says, Shaharag Noiv Irakehanim, and he killed the Gevoinim. So it's some, you did something wrong to Shaul, and something that Shaul did wrong, which seemed contradictory. But the Malbim explains that other Rabbi, Shaul was punished for his Averis. He died a terrible death, and he was Mavuza after his Misa. So Shaul personally had gotten atonement for his Aveir. And maybe it wasn't Nigmar, his atonement, but now when his descendants are killed out, this brings a total kapora to his Aveira. And now it's a Tviyon Klal Yisrael that they're Mechuyiv to properly be Masvid Shol. So you have these two contradictory things. Shol did something wrong. There's a Tviyon Shol that's being brought in all of Klal Yisrael, which is a Kasha Y. And there's also a Tviyon Klal Yisrael for not properly being Masvid Shol. Now, when did he kill Gavoinim? When did Shol kill Gavoinim? We're in the Pesukim about him killing Gavoinim. So Rashi brings some Chazal. So there's two different Mahalchim. The Gemara in the Yushalmi says that when he killed that Naiv Irakayanim, so there were seven Gavoinim that were killed. That's why they later they want to kill seven of Shol's descendants. Who were they? Rashi says there were two Chaitveitzim, two woodchoppers, two water drawers, a Shamish, and a Chaz, and a Seifer. That's the Yushalmi. The Bavli says, they didn't actually kill any Gavainim, but when he killed out the Gavainim, so now the, when he killed out the Gehanim, the Gavainim had no Parnassa left, and the Mela, it's Kilo, we killed him, take away someone's Parnassa, and HaKadosh Baruch was Teveya, the fact that you did such a terrible thing, you took away their Parnassa. Now this leaves you a Pel de Gekasha. So the Kehanim, Kehane Hashem, he wiped out a whole city. Okay, well, fine, we'll move on. But he killed the Gavoinim, that's a terrible thing. That the, the, the Gavoinim is somehow worse than Kehanim. So some say, well, the Kehanim were B'nai Eli and they were Chayv Misa. But still, that wasn't Shaul's job to kill them. So really the answer to that is what the Apostle tells us. 
the Kehanim Avadu were Michael, Chas Visholom, no Yid. Whatever Avlu was done to a Yid, no Yid in Klaisol would want that all of Klaisol should suffer a famine because of his personal suffering. They're Michael. The Gvoinim, who are Loimi Bnei Yisrael, they're Miyeser Amoini, they weren't Michael, they're Kavik. That's one of the major in Yonim here. But uh, so the Rabag says, you know, the Rabag has his list of Te'eluses. The Rabag says that HaKadosh Baruch is teaching us a lesson that when you chase and you, when you're Roidith and you attack and you hurt someone who's a low member of society, someone who doesn't have anyone to protect them, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sticks up for it much more. HaKadosh Baruch Hu stuck, stuck up for the Gavoyim and had no one else to stick up for them. How careful we have to be when you have someone who's downtrodden and someone who everyone else steps all over, you have to be very, very careful of such a person you don't start up with them. Now, the... Oh, so, what's the so, David now calls the Gavoyim he tries to mephayis them with money, but they didn't take it. Chazal Medayik, that he says, V'yoyim rulei ha'gevoinim ein lonu, or ein li is the ksiv, kesef ezov. Lashen yachid, why? So David HaMelech realized that maybe, you know, on a communal level, you know, as you see it with the Arabs today, right? You know, on a communal level, you get them together, oh, Palestine, individually, you pay them off a few dollars, they're very happy to take the money and, and, and scram. So David chapped, okay, we'll, we'll try. So he took them all, so one by one, offered them a payoff, didn't work. They're mamish actions, of Christ. they want to kill, they want to kill these members of Shaul's family. Why did get to kill members of Shaul's family? So, it seems that they, the, the Redifa here was much more <coughs> than Pashit, the, the fact that they lost the Parnosa, right? So Yishami says a few of them were killed, but others, the Mabernel goes this way in the Radak, and he brings Rav Sajig, and say that there was a much greater movement here to attack the Gevoinim. David saw in the Gevoinim, Shaul saw in the Gevoinim, those that were being murdered in his Malucha, and he had a Kanois to get, he felt that these people didn't belong. Look, they support a rebellion, the people don't belong. The Kanosil of Yehudi, he was Mekana, for Klal Yisrael's sake, that these people don't belong amongst Klal Yisrael. They're hurting Klal Yisrael. Now, it was perhaps fueled by his own personal feelings of the rebellion. So David told the Gevoinim, what could I do? And they refused, not willing to take anything except, the only thing that they're willing to accept is to kill from the family of Shaul. How could Shaul, how could David do this? He had to use his Koyach HaMelucha, the Koyach HaVemelch. Now, I, loy musu, oves albonim. So first of all, that's only aide bezin. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Pekid avayin oves albonim, al-shalashin v'arbeim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sometimes does have that midah. Second of all, David used his mishpat ha The Rambam learns from over here that a melech could sometimes do things that seem bizarre and cruel if he has to establish certain rules. So that's what David did. Now, how did he decide who to choose? So Chazal say that Avad the Chasham that David just chose on his own. David chose them. He put them in front of the Ard, and the Ard was kill with those that were that Hakadosh Baruch decided should die. Ah, it says he was Yachmal on the Fibayshes. So Chazal say he daven for them, daven for him. Other Midrashim say that no, that Avad the David chose, and he basically put all the members of Shaul's family who had been. Somewhat involved, were put to death. Masha Inkain, 
Mephibosheth ben Yonason, first of all, he was too young, and second of all, Yonason was never involved in this whole thing because he was really on David's side the entire time. So, this is the way Chazal was a little bit of Hesafa. The Malbim says something unbelievable over here. Gosh, we're running out of time. The Malbim says that when Shaul saw that the Gevoinim, he felt that they were part of this rebellion of Nevi'er Kahanim. And Mamela Shoal started a movement to wipe out the Gevoinim, chase them out of Eretz Yisrael. He says Shoal didn't actually finish this movement, never really came to, a, came to play. However, the Malbim says that he succeeded in making the Gevoinim to be looked at as such terrible, low people, and people that were not worthy of any protection of the king, of any protection of the government, that everyone was related to them. It's a Dabr Pella. The Ramban learns when he says, Hoven is Chakmalai. The Ramban says, What was Pari's Eitz of Hoven is Chakmalai? His Eitz was to basically give a heter to his people to persecute Kal Yisrael, make them, he didn't want it to be an official government policy because that didn't look good. It was to get the people to do it. And the Malam says, It's not Mishnah Shel to the Ramban, but he says, That's what happened. Shoal went and made this policy to get rid of them and kill them and wipe them out. He wasn't really successful. But what happened is all of Klaisel, and that's why he explains that all of Klaisel had to suffer. For what Shoal did something wrong, all of Klaisel has to suffer. All of Klaisel was mistreating the Gavainim. And he said that that was a terrible avul in Klaisel. And it was such an avul that they didn't even chap. Three years, maybe it was a Vedazar, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. They didn't realize that they were Pashat mistreating people who are Geirim Ba'artzah. And it had gotten so bad that the Gavoinim said, there's no way for you to undo, pay us off, it's not going to undo the damage. The only way you could undo the damage is to make a very, very strong statement that this type of behavior is unacceptable. How are we going to make such a statement? We're going to take seven members of the family of Shaul, the Bechir Hashem. We're going to kill them. We're going to leave them hanging in public. And Chazal say that whoever used to walk by Say, who are these bodies? We know that Kaiso doesn't do that. And they would say, these are from the royal family. Royal family hanging with, with us because they rebelled against someone else? He says, no, because they killed strangers. And people saw that this is how much Kaiso respects Geirim, that it made a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. So it had been a tremendous Chil Hashem. In the mistreatment of these Geirim, which we know is one of the Iker messages throughout the Torah, and it was a tremendous tfiyo on Klal Yisrael, like the Rabbi said, to attack and to mistreat those that were downtrodden, and there had to be a correction by making this Kiddush Hashem. Then Ritz Basaya, just we're out of time, Ritz Basaya, she went and she showed tremendous Kavad Ames, and that was Ma'ir David and Klal Yisrael, that they had to make a proper Leviah for Shaul. Now, David had thought it was too late, but now he had an excuse. Since he had to rebury those bones, and he was making Leviah for them, he dug up Shaul, and he took him, it says, they did Kedvar HaMelech. What's Kedvar HaMelech? They took them throughout the entire Eretz Yisrael, from city to city, they made a spade, them in Shaul and Shaul's family, and brought out the gables of Shaul's family after this mice that they had to do, but now they brought out the gables of Shaul's family, and now that Shaul had properly been Husbad Kalacha, the Chil Hashem had been undone. Then a Kaddish Baruch Hu, they ought to have Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Adrach Mosin Klaus and Brach go back to Rangish.